Peter, in his address on the day of Pentecost, says the following, and we begin with verse 22. O men of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus of Nazareth by doing tremendous miracles through him, as you well know. But God, following his prearranged plan, let you use the Roman government to nail him to the cross and murder him. Then God released him from the horrors of death and brought him back to life again, for death could not keep this man within its grip. King David quoted Jesus as saying, I know the Lord is always with me. He is helping me. God's mighty power supports me. The wonder my heart is filled with joy, and my tongue shouts his praises, for I know all will be well with me in death. You will not leave my soul in hell, or let the body of your holy son decay. You will give me back my life and give me wonderful joy in your presence. Jesus is my Lord, my Master and Savior. Jesus is my Lord, my Master and Savior. Jesus is my Lord, my Master and Savior. Now and forevermore, hallelujah. Now and forevermore. Praise you, Jesus, Son of God and the blood of the Lamb. King of kings and Lord of lords, God of Abraham, hallelujah, God of Abraham. Jesus is the one who delivers me daily. Jesus is the one who delivers me daily. Jesus is the one who delivers me daily from my sin and shame. Hallelujah, from my sin and shame. Praise you, Jesus, Son of God and the blood of the Now, here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. I begin today with Matthew chapter 28, the last chapter of this first gospel. In it, the gospel writer focuses on the resurrection of Jesus. Chapter 27 ends with the crucifixion and the sealing of the tomb on Friday evening. And chapter 28 begins with the resurrection on Sunday. We need to ask, where was Jesus' spirit from Friday night until Sunday morning? His dead body was in the grave. 
but his spirit, his immaterial part, wasn't there. While his body didn't decay, yet his spirit wasn't in it. Where was he? Another question. Why wasn't his body raised immediately after his death or burial? Why a time period between? And where was the spirit during that time? The Bible doesn't answer this question clearly, or we're not smart enough to see it. There have been primarily two suggestions in answer to that question. Both have their peculiar difficulties. First, that Jesus' spirit went to Hades and proclaimed victory to its inhabitants there. Paradise as the abode of the righteous is viewed as a separate section of Hades. Some suggest that since the resurrection and ascension of Christ, paradise has been removed from Hades and is now heaven itself. Those in paradise were led by Christ into the third heaven. Perhaps Paul referred to this when he wrote, When he, that is Jesus, ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives. Ephesians 4, 8. So Jesus, during those parts of three days, proclaimed victory to those in Hades and led those in paradise to the third heaven. Perhaps among these were the ones who came out of the graves when Jesus did. There is a second possibility, that Jesus actually experienced hell during that interval. The longer form of the Apostles' Creed includes the phrase that Jesus descended into hell. If Jesus paid it all, if Jesus took the full punishment of our sin, then, since hell is a part of man's punishment, Jesus must have experienced it, too. Physical death only isn't the full punishment for sin. For those who do not receive the life of Christ, there is eternal punishment in hell. Hell is a part of the penalty. Christ experienced this suffering between his physical death and his physical resurrection. Since once he stepped into eternity, his spirit was no longer in time, the three earth days apply only to earth and not to hell. So Jesus experienced eternity in hell, if this view is correct. For support for such an idea, we may go to the book called The Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2. It's the day of Pentecost. A crowd has gathered and Peter is speaking. He's trying to convince his people that Jesus was the Messiah and Savior. It's 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. I break into Peter's talk at verse 23. Speaking about Jesus, he said, This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Notice that phrase I emphasized. When God raised Jesus, he freed him from the agony of death. It was the resurrection that freed Jesus from agony. His suffering didn't stop at death. It stopped at the resurrection. 
That's very interesting. When a believer in Christ suffers and finally dies, we say that his suffering is over, the agony is stopped. That is not true of someone who doesn't have the life of Christ. His suffering and punishment for refusing God's salvation is intensified after death. In the believer's case, death stops any suffering. But in Jesus' case, death didn't stop it. He was made sin for us, and he had to bear the full brunt of it, including hell. It was the resurrection that put an end to his suffering. In fact, it sounds as though it was his death that exerted even more agony on Jesus. His resurrection loosed the pangs of death. Jesus suffered excruciatingly before he died, but it seems that after he died, his suffering increased until God freed him from it when God raised him to life. Having stated this in his speech, Peter quotes from Psalm 16, and surfaces the phrase, My body will lie in hope because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. Acts 2, 26-27. Referring these words to the experience of Jesus, Peter teaches that God didn't desert Jesus in the grave, his body nor his soul. Hell tried to hold him, Satan didn't mind the death of Jesus, of course not, but he didn't want the resurrection. Peter continues to quote David, saying that David spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that he was not abandoned to the grave, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and of that we are all witnesses. Well, a great deal more could be said, but time is short. We may not have all the answers, but we do know that as David put it long ago, my body will lie in hope. He knew that his body would not stay in the grave, nor will ours. Because he lives, we too shall live.
Production of Creative Encounters or mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.